Hi and welcome back to Trading Tips with Jim as we are heading into week 32. On Thursday there will be inflation numbers and for those following me over years know that I predicted how inflation will go up later go down and as I've been saying for some months now inflation will go back up. I have reason for this because I believe energy prices are going to rise quite high again and oil is on an upturn. It's soon ticking on to $83 and there is nothing indicating that it will not push upwards to 90 or more. Personally I think that we will hit uh, very very high energy prices and that is why I've recommended over and over again to use the chance to get into oil when it was low. The first time I recommended oil was back when oil was down at 19. For those who remember that, it was even show, sold for a single day or two uh, in minus, believe it or not. Back then I said, buy for whatever you have in oil because this is a lifetime opportunity and oil went sky high. It was up at 130, I think, at the highest before falling down. Biden released tons uh, of oil. And it turns out he did so speaking to China first before doing that from the strategic release. Millions upon millions of millions of barrels trying to push uh, the oil price down. And oil price uh, fell down to 70. But as far as I know, US has not used opportunity to refill their uh, emergency stock. Now oil is uh, above 82. Uh, and uh, it's above the selling price actually the average selling price when oil was released in heavy quantums into the market OPEC's been tightening the oil uh, production and all of this seems now to start bear fruit as energy is going up on top of this we had some good uh, economic data and that pushed the oil price uh, further up and as I said, I believe oil will be on a short rally. Personally, I position myself again into oil stocks. As I told you, these stocks, they will give uh, keep paying nice dividends. And I think they are for a rebound. Yes, they might be a little boring if you compare to Nvidia, AI or whatever of the stocks that really has been rallying over the last few months. It's a little boring to sit in the oil stock only ticking up a few percent now and then but in the name of trading you want to have at least a part of your portfolio where it is somewhat secure and last week nasdaq uh, did finally have a reaction back it was doomed after all sorts of buy signals being way too high nasdaq fell 2.84 percent last week to 13,909 and is currently back under 14,000. and if we look at the charts uh, we can clearly see uh, that most of the stocks are turning down from the top of the trend in general this indicate that they should continue to go more down but on the good side, most stocks are in an upwards trend and the correction is just a natural one. They will find lots and lots of support at the bottom of the trends. You can check your charts at stockinvest.us to find your ticket and you can see the chart and you can see the trend and you can see where your stock is currently at. That will give you an idea in general, just look at how uh, the price line is moving. Uh, your brain is an amazing tool. Watch charts is one of the best tips I ever will give you in this podcast series. Uh, you uh, as a human and your brain 
is, and uh, uh, it's an excellent uh, tool for pattern recognitions, is uh, how it became uh, and how our brains evolved. Pattern recognition is a huge, huge part of it. And by looking at the charts, you will instantly learn uh, a few things just by looking at them. And at Invest, uh, Stock Invest, we tried uh, to make the chart as useful and uh, readable as possible, trying to make it as easy uh, as we can. Coloring the line uh, with red when it's overbought on the relative strength index and green if it's oversold. Uh, and there is something about the dimensions as well to give you a better idea. So it's maybe the best tips as I can give. Use charts uh, for what it's worth. Watch them, they will give you an idea where is your stock currently at and where is it heading. And most stocks, they are heading uh, further up, but currently they have a small reaction down from the top of the trend. First, if they start to break the trend, we will have an issue because that might be a warning of a much deeper fall coming up. Well, remember, Dow Jones uh, fell by 1.1% last week to $35,065 uh, points, just above 35000 for uh, Dow Jones. One thing that we like to watch uh, here is uh, the amount of buy signals and sell signals because they will give you a general idea where the market is. And for many weeks now, it's been very high, and I told you over and over again, when it's this high, it can go even higher or it can have a fall, it will be volatile, it's just how it is. Currently, 35% of all the tickers that we analyzed that are qualified for these signals have buy signals is still very, very high. Can be good, can be bad, you have to make the decision yourself. Nasdaq has fallen a little bit back, it was 14 week 30, is currently at 34, while New York Stock Exchange is also a little back down from almost 50 to 40. London 24% buy signals and Tokyo uh, 33, Shenzhen China at 33 as well. So if you watch these signals, we see that we are still in the upper part and if you watch enough charts, you will see the same thing that we are reacting down from the top of the trend and uh, that top was hit two weeks ago, week 30, when the stocks were at their best prices, most of them. Some stocks are uh, still moving at a quite good pace and much of it has to do with quarter results. And this week, Disney will be the main topic. I think it's Wednesday, uh, Disney will release their quarter results. The expectations are so-so. Disney has been struggling a lot lately, but it's a major company and all eyes will be on Disney. Along this, I think it will be Palantir and a few other interesting companies today. And you can expect, based on the quarter results, that they will move just before, under and for sure after quarter results are out. That is why I always told you, keep an eye when your stock has quarter results, because that will be a day of movement. Last week, uh, as you know, uh, we have uh, the new $1,000 challenge where I got intercept three weeks ago. It's already three weeks ago I got intercept. I said I thought it was not the best time to buy uh, the stock that because better choice would be to get it around 1050. But anyway, to honor the deal of getting into the stock on a Monday as uh, this podcast I released on the Monday so you can follow every single trade, I went in to intercept at 11.23. Stock fell just as it should down to 10, uh, I think it was down maybe 10.30, 10.20 low. Heading 
upwards. All uh, of this was expected. I was really hoping last week because Intercept had caught results that that would push the stock. But of course, Intercept posted very good court results on a very red day and week. That didn't boost uh, and push Intercept as high as it should. If it was a green day, you could expect the Intercept much uh, much higher. I think it was 1170 hi we will get back to intercept and the one thousand dollar challenge uh, a little bit later but let's continue with what's going on this week so there are core results uh oil as you see is moving up gold was also pushing up you know that i love oil and gold because i think these two uh, to be a steady base uh, and i like to have a part of my portfolios into gold and oil. Personally, I purchased uh, physical gold when gold was around 1600 later, a little bit more uh, at 17 and 1800, currently at 1971, but it was above 2000. And I believe gold will just continue to push upwards. I put into gold as a hedge against uh, inflation so far. It's been working somewhat okay. I haven't made the best gains, but I haven't lost any either. It has been following uh, better than the inflation so if i get out of all my gold positions today i will be in a good shape the uh, other thing that we also follow is of course the 10-year threshold i told you every time this move up the stock market moved down and 10-year treasure is currently at 406 was moving up from 3.8 to 406 quite fast last week and <clears throat> as i told you <coughs> excuse me on uh, thursday there will be inflation numbers oil price is going up and energy and oil is such a huge part of inflation that is why i warned you earlier no in my world inflation is not going away anywhere it will tick up in paste soon you will read tons of reports that everything is under control now everything you hear being uh, economics every day saying how they have won over inflation but the fact is that if you compare over the last two years the inflation is quite high and anyone going to the shop or the restaurant can really see the insane increase in the bill yes they have to adjust a little bit uh, to stay competitive because right now the market, uh, the job market is not attractive anymore. We've been waiting for this for a quite long time now in this podcast series. I told you how um, how these things would work out, but I have missed because I was expecting more than half a year to see weakness in the job numbers. But finally, they are here. Confirmed last week, uh, jobs are now as, not as tight as they used to be. And I expect to see huge wave uh, in unemployment as we move forward it's a slow position we know that the us was able to lift the debt ceiling and when they lifted the debt ceiling that means that they will just continue to push insane money into the economy trying to keep things as good as possible until election is over meaning a year ahead so we can just expect more spending much of this spending will of course uh, cause uh, uh, more work especially in the governmental sector that it will uh, continue to increase while we will see uh, more hammock in the private sector that is my guess on top of this of course we have the ai revolution which slowly is eating its way into the economy 
personally, I think that AI in the long, long run will be very good uh, for the job market. Uh, we always fear new things, uh, how they will play out. But they will open up for a lot of new things. I'm not fearful of AI. I think actually it's one of the things that can bring the human race forward. And playing around a lot with AI tools myself, um, I, I just have to say I love it. Uh, I am fascinated by it. Uh, and many of you, if you are very new to IT and data, uh, uh, it may look just totally, totally amazing. Uh, but we can still see quite many limits in AI. They still have far way go, uh, far way to go to really get there. But they are getting efficient, and for sure, uh, they have made my day ten times more efficient. I cannot say how nice it is to have a small discussion with AI uh, <laughs> on topics which I want to solve. Uh, and if you know a little bit about the topic, you are able to figure out when the AI is not useful at all. Because sometimes AI is just pushing a lot of rubbish. Many of you might be sitting in AI stocks uh, or jumped on the train very late and now start to see some decline. What you have to understand is that they will take a lot of time before AI generate money. The first one to really make money of this is cloud services, uh, it is chip makers, all of these who provide hardware or access to the AI, they will generate the most. The rest of them who says they will come up with a business model, uh, paid model for AI tools, they will compete and are competing with hundreds if not thousands of tools yet and they will just keep pushing. They will cause uh, many of the companies to go uh, early on bankrupt uh, because they are scaling up their stuff way too fast, they are scaling up their cost way too fast and they will not get into the income stream they believe. So that will be the second tip of the day if you are into AI. Be a bit uh, strict uh, and careful where and what you invest into because some of these companies are just air, they have an ID, they're pushed up by their ID. And when that balloon uh, blows up, it will be a heavy fall down to earth because in the end, everything goes down to the earth. Gravity works uh, that way, we are back to the basics. But for some of these AI companies, it will be a brilliant long future. You might be uh, a little off wondering what exactly am I talking about in uh, questions of all these AI things. If you try to use uh, AI a, a little bit, uh, and uh, if you follow how it develops, you will see how nicely things are coming together, either if it's ordering, if it's help desk, if it is service question, uh, even within programming, computer programming, you can now uh, have AI uh, check your uh, code. Uh, and for some parts, especially Python, it's quite good. It's not so good for uh, a few other languages, but it will start helping you. And all of these things will put pressure on the huge market. Many people have been struggling writing a sales pitch. Now you can just ask the AI to write a sales pitch. And in many, many cases, the sales pitch will be as good as an average, uh, average agency. The best will still be the best, doesn't matter what. Uh, but in general, you can now do a lot of things uh, yourself and these services will just continue to push up. And as they 
come up, you have to reduce prices to stay competitive. We see that on the ChatGTP. ChatGTP has started to increase the amount of tokens. They have started to increase the length of um, prompts that you can have, etc. etc. It's a natural thing because there is so many uh, platforms popping up. But enough about AI. It was just a warning to you. If you're into AI, you should look into the business model itself because, as I say, there will be a huge fallout in AI. Whoever is left will have a strong platform to move on. And for some companies, AI will make uh, increase in profit. My best guess is that it's service related. It is businesses working in info uh, tech industry. Uh, they will be able to replace a lot of manpower with AI uh, tools or let's, let's call it software tools. That happened before. Uh, it's still happening. Uh, in some cases, they use uh, the increased profit to increase their product portfolio, meaning that they will hire more. So we never know exactly where it will. But I'm pretty sure that many companies now uh, will be able to increase their profit margins, working smarter uh, as such. We might dive into that uh, later on. But as I said, Thursday there will be uh, inflation numbers and sadly I believe uh, that they will increase. Uh, I think I saw that the expectation was that uh, the inflation will come in around 3.7 and you will uh, hear them scream oh we are able to get the in inflation down. Uh, but with increasing energy prices uh, and we are heading into winter, I can only see inflation start to push back upwards. On top of this, there is so many other things happening in the geopolitical world. Um, we had chip issues with China. Uh, some strange move from US caused China to respond back. So there is a war over these things. We have the Ukraine war, uh, the Taiwan, Taiwan conflict is uh, a little less, but it's still there and I think that it will escalate again. There is uh, still dividing of the world. The politics is pushing for a dividing world. Now we can see uh, that Africa is also a part of that plan. I think it was uh, Nigeria, uh, Niger who now is uh, on a possible war. And so many of the African countries, especially down south, South Africa uh, and that part, say that they are parting way with the West. They are tired of how NATO uh, has been, uh, NATO and US has been uh, acting on the African continent, uh, Libya, etc., etc. And uh, for those following, know that many of these countries are joining. BRICS, which is the alternative uh, trade organization consisting of uh, Brazil, Russia, India, uh, South Africa, it's, and China, etc. And a few more of countries are jo uh, joining. These things are splitting the world, sad to say. Uh, getting more uh, protectionistic. And at some point you will see that uh, the goods will not travel as easy as they have. We always have tariffs uh, and tolls, etc. Uh, on goods. And that's been a war between even EU, US, Canada, US, uh, US and China. There's always been a smaller fight about the tariffs, trying to protect their own production, etc. 
but now it is getting much more serious. I think that uh, we uh, here in the West, we, have, we are way too dependent on the East still. Now we are working frantically on shifting industry over to Europe. Uh, I can see that here in the Baltic countries, lots and lots of European countries are establishing their business in the Baltic countries now, uh, trying um, to be less dependent on Asia. It's a good investing tips uh, if you have uh, options to look at smaller companies, uh, especially in the Baltic countries. The Baltic exchange is a very small one, but some of these companies will be a real winner over the years to come as more investments is flowing in to these countries. Many countries in Poland as well. Poland is doing uh, very good. Uh, France, Germany, they will depend a lot of these companies for the production. To finish that argument, I think that sadly, sadly, we will see um, this uh, division of the world uh, will have two strong uh, negative effects. One is the sharing of goods and when uh, we get less good prices go up. So it's an argument why I think inflation will continue upwards in of course relation uh, to the energy. Saudi Arabia is using uh, oil as a weapon uh, as well. They uh, threaten now and then uh, with uh, cutting production to hurt uh, the Western economy. It's a little catch-22 as they are dependent on income themselves. I think I saw uh, just today or somewhere else, uh, I saw that uh, Saudi has been hit hard uh, by the low oil prices compared to just a year ago. So we are in a situation where I think the inflation will continue upwards. Um, this uh, is a game that you can play in the stock markets. You have to find which stocks are less dependent uh, on inflation. Some stocks who uh, has direct effect on inflation, why there is uh, the buying cost of goods in into the production or the selling out because you cannot just increase prices forever. At some point, the user will uh, say that it's enough. Uh, and you will have a fall in your sales. You can only increase prices as long as there is a certain demand for it. It's called price sensitivity. So a lot of things will happen and I think that sadly uh, in inflation is here to stay. I don't think any of the conflicts will go up. I think that conflicts will continue to push everything that we see in the media. We see how NATO behave, we see how US behave, we see how China, Russia behave, all of them. The tone is still very aggressive. It means that uh, my tip, which has been for more than I think it's two years now, invest into weapon industry because they will just hammer on with extreme profits, dividends and uh, stock prices as well. General Electric is one stock that really has been enjoying uh, the war uh, and will continue to do so. So war industry, oil and gold uh, still seems very safe alternatives. That uh, was uh, a little bit uh, background for all of uh, uh, what is happening forward because it's nice to look at one week ahead, but it's also very nice to try to see what will happen as we move forward. So what I see, to sum it up, I see that the stock market is in general in good shape. Everything or most of it is in upwards trend, but they have a natural reaction down from the top of the trend. 
So far, there is still no major risk. Everything indicates that it will continue uh, a little bit down more. So I will not be surprised if you are heading for yet a red uh, week. Should be volatile a little bit up, a little bit down. Um, and I think especially Thursday will be a very important day for stock markets. May end with a brutal red week. Hopefully not, but we will see. Slowly things will uh, correct downwards to the bottom of the trend and it will be a huge pickup opportunity, uh, uh, I believe. I warned you about the EV, I told you, and EV and EU and EU, all, uh, EU and all these were very low. Uh, I think NEO was down at 7 I said buy and I bought myself, of course, now enjoying NEO up at $14, $15 was even up at 16 but as I said last week, you should expect a reaction down for the EVs because they are very high up, very little support below. They can easily, like Neo, can easily fall down to 12, I would say, before having a reaction hours. If that happens, I will uh, use the chance to pick up more because the general trend is very, very good. So for the week, it was, I believe, again, uh, it should be a turbulent week. I think it might end red as well. Uh, in general, what I see is that some of the stocks that hasn't moved are now moving. It's very classical science. First, the big stocks moves, then the second. Now you see a lot of these third companies uh, start to move uh, a little bit as the investors are trying to find good stock big stocks that hasn't taken out their potential yet. Some of them are clearly, in my view, undervalued, but it's a personal view. I think Sumerica, which I've mentioned over and over again, and personally have myself, uh, currently trading around 21 cents. I think it is a good, good uh, opportunity. But we will just have to see, uh, as we know, we're heading into the $1,000 challenge to end the podcast with that. Getting intercept three weeks was not the best choice. But I wanted to get started with the $1,000 challenge where I will try to make $1,000 move as fast as possible and as high as possible. As I told you, we will only invest into very, very high risk. So we stand to lose a lot, uh, but we also stand to win a lot. In the beginning, we will only do single stock by single stock until we have hopefully generated enough cash. Then we'll start to divide uh, into two to reduce the risk, play the game. A little bit but we are three weeks into the challenge now and where are we at i bought um, intercept i uh, cpt intercept at 11:23 on the monday three weeks ago and sadly what i thought would happen happened the stock fell all the way down to 10 20 10 20 20 30 or something and then started uh, slowly to push up and you heard me say that that was the very good in my uh, uh, opinion good buying opportunity to buy i have uh, the chart uh, up for those of you who is watching um, on youtube or a uh, device just brought up the chart uh, for you now where you can see that it's intercept and it doesn't look it doesn't look 
very very good there is a few things pointing in the right direction first off uh, it is very soon to have a buy signals if it continues up a little bit today it will have buy signals also from the long-term moving uh, average uh, currently has from the short-term moving average relative strength index is somewhat low uh, but there is nothing in the volume indicating a move uh, very fast move upwards and if it moves upward it has resistance all the way to 12 as you know I am heading for the $14 targets that's where I want to be as it's uh, move up uh, around 1370 I will be on the alert uh, believing that it will have the opportunity to push all the way up to 14 so I was hunting for 20-30% in the stock currently sitting with a minor loss should probably be around 3% as the stock is on 1085 now, that means I will keep it also in this week's portfolio because I was checking a lot of charts and I didn't see any obvious, obvious candidates uh, to switch it with. So just be patient. I know that we are heading into the fourth week of the $1,000 challenge still sitting in the slightly loss, but I will stick with Intercept uh, for a little bit more. It just needs to push a little higher and I think that we finally can get the minor rally upwards to 14,000. But I am not proud about being three weeks into the challenge without having a profit to show for it. Hopefully that will come. On the end note, we will uh, uh, have a small talk about um, the trading boot. How are we? What are we doing? As you know, I'm building a trading boot, fully automated trading boot. Uh, where my idea is very simple, it's for all of you who uh, wants easy to use too. Of course, first and, uh, first and foremost, it's for me because uh, I like uh, stock market, but I do not have the time for trading. I cannot sit all day trading because I'm doing a lot of businesses uh, and I really want to enjoy my free time. So I cannot sit uh, all day at work following stocks. Uh, uh, there I need to develop new things, uh, hopefully for you to enjoy. And later when I get uh, back home, uh, I have other things than just to sit watching Nasdaq, New York Stock Exchange. I am in Europe, which means that I'm on the op opposite time zone. So I cannot sit and watch that all evening as well. I've done it before back then extremely successful but it had a huge cost which i'm not willing to put in again so the obvious thing is of course building a trading boot and that's what i'm doing i'm building a trading boot which trades by a signals created by me uh, and it is doing it 24 7 uh, or at least as long as the markets are open without any interference so far it's doing actually very well uh, didn't have uh, any profit last week more or less the same uneven but it was a red weeks in the market so i'm very happy that the boot at least managed to stay uh, put you'll find the boot at uh, getagraph.com click on shark you will uh, see a small link to minimi and maximi and these are just two different uh, uh, type of trading one minimi is a thousand dollars which is invested I think it's uh, uh, giving some three, four, five percent since I started it. But the one thing, uh, if you have very little money, uh, and most people do, we cannot get into a day trading pattern, uh, meaning that we're trading uh, same stock too often. 
because then your account will be locked. You're not allowed to be a day trader unless you have $25,000 on your bank account. Uh, so I created uh, two uh, accounts, one with $1,000 on and one uh, with uh, $30,000 on. So you can watch them both, see how they do. Uh, and if you have any question, you can just ask me. But currently it's doing good. I had a week vacation last week, uh, as I told you, and I had in the podcast, you saw me from Riga. I had to spend four days in Riga after the car broke down uh, on the way to change the air compression uh, compressor, air condition compressor broke. Put such a tension on the belt that it uh, was stalling the car, so there was no option other than having it changed. Cost four days in Riga, but had a very nice time. Uh, I might even possibly post a few pictures uh, on the YouTube version later. The most joy, of course, was the end of the, the week, the weekend, because then I was attending the big metal detector rally in Lithuania. 650 uh, crazy metal detectorists like myself, we were enjoying a day in the field, um, trying to find some treasure, and some guy was lucky, he found a spearhead and an axe from the Middle Age, uh, 12th century, uh, according to the archaeologists. It was a very nice find. They even post a picture of that. Personally, I found uh, some coins uh, and, of course, a lot of metals from tractors. These are big fields, so there are some remains left of all the harvesting over all the years. So it was a lot of metal, uh, some coins, nothing really valuable. Still, uh, very nice, very nice weekend indeed. The point of telling all of this is that you uh, should also have a hobby or do something that you really like because trading is highly emotional and you probably experienced more than once. You are so happy when things go up, you are on a good streak and then you get into a bad streak and you start losing a lot. And very often you do the wrong decisions when it's going bad, you just make even worse decisions. So having uh, some solidity in your uh, daily life, either it is family, either it is going to the gym, doing metal detecting like I do, reading a book, whatever you do, you should have it, you should enjoy it, because trading is not everything. I'm here trying to help you increase the chances for good trading. And you heard me say that I think that uh, it, it will be a volatile week, so you can think for yourself, how will you play that? It's good have a volatile week if you're a trader trading on the ups and the downs and the swings and you can look for a support resistance levels you can trade between psychological number like 10 and 12 this stock is moving between 12 10 and 12 and there is a lot of things you can do if you are less active you are just having a small portion of your savings in the markets trying to gain a little well it might not be the week where you want to be too active and you want to make sure to have a part of your portfolio in something that will hold a little bit better because nobody really knows where the uh, market will go. It can easily go fast up and it can go very fast down as well. It's the name of the game and that is what we try to avoid. And that is why we use stop loss. Remember that one? The one uh, tip which I think I have repeated most uh, ever in this podcast series, remember to use stop loss, it's such a good thing. Trailing stop loss, you put in a percentage or a certain dollar amount uh, the stock, 
uh, stop loss will only follow the price upwards, never downwards. So as the stock goes up, the trailing stop loss will also go up. So if you set like $5 uh, trailing stop loss, the stocks move from 10 to 11. Um, uh, sorry, let's say from 100 to 110. So your stop loss will become 105. If the stock is lucky, you continue upwards to 120. Then your stop loss will be 115. You don't have to think you can be outside doing your gym, doing your walk, drinking your coffee, whatever else. If the markets fall back, your stock fall back, the stop loss will be triggered and at least a part of your profit will be saved. I think that uh, makes for it. Uh, nothing more to sum up. $1,000 challenge is still on. It will continue all this year. Uh, we are three weeks into it, currently sitting at a small loss. Hopefully, when I will be back next week, uh, I can report that we are in the green and we can continue trying to make $1,000 grow as much as possible. As usual, I hope you will have a super week. I hope it will be a green week by the end of the week and when we speak next week that your portfolio will be at a better place than it was when you listen to this podcast. Until next week, just have a good week. Bye. Remind you that trading involves a high risk of losing money and that you should speak with a financial advisor before buying or selling.